0: Oh,
1: here it goes. Hey y'all, this is Dominique. Whats
0: up? It's Sean
1: and I'm Justin and you are now tuned in to the Millennial Mess Podcast.
0: attention you dumb bitch you don't treat me well i don't <laughs> you, you gotta start talking because you nice. don't treat me well talk to me nice and don't talk to me twice that's all i gotta bitch, say
2: bitch i'll talk to you how i fucking want to
0: are we recording shut up <laughs> are we recording mm-hmm.
1: you ain't gonna talk to Shafan like that welcome back
0: y'all <laughs> this is just so ghetto already and you know what i'm embarrassed because we have a fucking special guest in the building we do me
1: <laughs>
0: we have a special guest today ladies and gentlemen without further ado i'd like to introduce you to the one and only <gasps>
3: <laughs> <laughs> say, how do you want to be like? Hey honest? guys, my name is Tobias. I'm the host of Conscious Mess Pod. Yes, hey. you can reach me at at Conscious Mess Pod, and we uh. About to get into it. Hey. No,
1: saying, and he he low gave Ray Sean some competition but, yeah, for the but, deepest um, voice.
0: This nigga said, I'm coming in here, let these niggas <laughs> know what a real nigga sound. Let me tell Just you like something, that. Toby. Just like that. Anyway, anyway, we're really excited to have you today. But
2: firstly, what the fuck is this show? This, this is, is Millennial Mess Hey, <laughs> Y'all do this every week and y'all don't have to I don't know why y'all do because it Because it sounds fun
0: <laughs> Yes, the mess of millennials This is the show that we come together and talk about shit that we are going through yes. Current events and all the things in between So, before we get started in the show I'm going to check in with each and every one of y'all How y'all feeling, how y'all doing, how was y'all weeks, however y'all want to do it You know
1: what I want us to do? No I want us to do a rap challenge no, man, no, we're not, I, not doing that. We have to back down. this is not now. I was not saying, like, time. I would give y'all a week okay, to write a rap at the and we could man. come with it. Why? I need friends that want to do things.
0: That's why we're not your friends. So, Justin, how was <laughs> how was how was your how do you want to do a week? Peaks and valleys, whatever you want to do.
2: Um, well, my week was pretty good. Um, I woke up on Monday pretty sad. Because the state of the world is fucking shitty right now. We have a shitty president. We're in a fucking pandemic. So shit is sad. <laughs> but um, I got back into some happy place. I started watching Hunter Hunter again. Hey. What's I that? I hate Hunter Hunter. Is that an anime? hate Hunter-, Hunter, Hunter You are a trash individual.
0: I don't know how people can like... Uh, I, we'll what? Is that I an f- anime? What? It's anime, yeah. But
3: it's like... He, yeah,
0: I'm not
2: yeah. Hunter, Hunter. Love. you. Like you watch
3: Hunter people, Hunter. Yeah, like, Who's your favorite? I of course like the lead. I forget it's gone. Name. Yeah, gone. Of
2: course. I'm a, I'm more Kilo of myself. Daily assassin. The bullshit. It's yeah. all escapism, exactly. right? That's, yeah, it's very much escapism. Mm-hmm. That very much that. And I've been watching The Office. Just, Ooh. just relatable shows that bring me back to my happy place. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, and I've been extremely horny. Mm,
3: that part, yeah, Corona praise.
2: I
1: can't win are <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Are we doing peaks and valleys though? Justin, you never answered the question. I'm, he, I'm he, not doing it. this week. Oh, okay, so we're week. just
0: giving our week. Okay, got you. So, Toby, how was how you feeling?
3: Uh, me definitely peaks and valleys. A lot more peaks than valleys, but the valleys have been tough. Um, I've been really just getting back to me, getting back to myself. Um and really just trying to manage with everything going on. So, um, but you know what? The peaks I love, and I'm here at a peak so i'm here to share it oh my god
0: I, I will tell you this bitch it's you walked me. in and you look fucking good thank you toby walked in looking skinny
3: mm-hmm. 10 pounds he
0: lost 10 pounds
3: come on 10 Four pounds, pounds. <laughs> i
0: was asking him the secret he didn't have one <laughs> he actually sure. did give you the secret i did give you the he secret. Gave you three you didn't receive i wanted something the easier. work that That's it requires I'm, exactly yeah. i don't believe in that
3: pop me a pill wait like, what <laughs> was the secret the secret was stress. No stress.
0: No. Well, no stress. Managing stress. Managing, Managing stress. Managing
2: stress. Then eating not right, going out and eating, and not Even going that.
3: out to eat all the crazy things. Been doing that, cooking healthy. I don't take it last night, yeah.
0: Well, y'all ate- all I had consistent. was egg rolls and fries. and fries.
2: That was it.
3: That's that
2: doesn't. I do sound, eat right. Don't do mean <laughs>
0: that doesn't. Not sound you, Toby. <laughs> We got we got an audience today, and they just have so much mouth in <laughs> that little neck. <laughs> so that's good. So stress, eating right, and not going out to eat,
3: and no niggas. Oh, praise
0: God! Single, I just can't get on this very train. Very well. It's really not difficult. No, it's niggas it's trained. very
3: easy. It's uh, niggas are draining, and, they are. You know, I felt like um, having the lack of has kind of just helped with my skin, being able to get with self. Not have to be bothered. Yeah, it's good. So
0: it my hand is pregnant. I'm, t- I'm <laughs> even, I've been going to work. Dom, what about you? How you? How you feeling?
1: My week was fantastic. Um, I have been in the gym like I was last week, which has been which has brought so much happiness to me in a sense and calmness. Um, I have been experiencing es- escapism like Justin because I watch Avatar over and over again.
0: Love Avatar,
1: and I've been stuck watching Gumball. And yeah, you're a bitch. And uh, that's about it. But my week has been fantastic. I've loved my week. That's good. So, hey amen. Yeah.
2: Can we talk about last night? Can we talk can, about
1: what can, happened last night?
0: Can I talk about my week? Is that okay with you? <laughs> yeah, can we want to know. I, know oh, I thought name. you already went. I, I didn't. It's it really was just because he's not important.
2: It, yeah, you know, he's not um. memorable. <laughs> so, I just
0: uh, <laughs> wanted to say that this week um, <laughs> it was good. <laughs> it was a really, really good week. I went to the gym, I got sexually approached. Ugh, made me Did feel you? so good. I was oh, like, wow. Oh, I still got it. Even though I'm fat as hell. Um yeah, I got sexually approached by one of the workers and I was like, Oh And when you, you say man?
3: sexually approached, was it like with the invitation for sex? or was It was it heavily
0: implied. Like- so what happened was I left my key for my lock inside my locker. So the guy had to come and cut it off. And he was like, well, what are you going to give me if I do this for you? And I was like, what oh, do you- I don't have any okay. money. Like- oh,
1: wow. People just outwardly flirt. So no, this was just a whole was- transaction. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This is what happened. He was doing this as we were walking. And oh. I thought he was trying to be funny. Like, you know, run me somewhere. I was like, I'm not about to pay you for your job. Because I have a hard time with telling when somebody's flirting with me or not. Like, <laughs> Same. I'm not kind of like... You trying to talk shit or we flirt? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So when we finally got to it, I was like, well, I don't have no money to give you. He was like, I mean, you can give me something else. And ooh, then I was ooh. like, like what? I mean, he was like, you come to the gym a lot? And I was like, yeah, don't. That's the one on Fifth Street. Never go there. Only went there because I went to work that day, to my office that day. And I was like, yeah. He was like, well, next time you come, I'll have something for you to do. Yes, come on. That's an affirming like, ooh, mama moment. And I got it. A affirming moment. Shut up. Let's give applause to Ray Sean. Yes, applause. <It> still <laughs> got their whole shorts on, though. That's why. Oh, that's ooh. probably shorts, You got a lot of ass cutters. back there. Yes, yeah, you, you know? have a lot it was of. A ass. Cutters. It was just like, it was workout shorts, but you know they'd be like, ooh.
2: <laughs> Did you have on a jock strap?
0: <laughs> I didn't have any underwear on.
2: That's why, baby.
0: You <laughs> have all that
2: ass in the bag.
0: Well, yeah, well, that's my week. So, um. What happened last night,
2: Justin? Oh, <laughs> right. Look at me ready to get into the business. Where do we begin? It's not even. I that mean, long last of a night story. wasn't that eventful, except there's one thing that happened there. You know, Let's our talk good about friend.
1: It. it involves. Okay, last <laughs> night we went out or whatever.
0: There's a sidewalk, and then there is a sewer that's like detached from the sidewalk. So when I step down, I fell Okay I fell I fell bad Okay oh, I, Y'all did all of that to to, tell to them, that moment Talk about me Ray Fucking falling Yeah
2: But it wasn't
0: Ray a Sean. fall That was just like Oh shit He busts that. It was like a bloody fall Like It was that It looked
2: like you literally Fell into the earth Like yeah. he stepped down And his oh, so whole was, leg Went into the
1: earth So yeah. it was a very
2: dramatic It moment. was yeah. a dramatic fall <laughs> And right. they just laughed at me Because they're not
0: real friends And that's what y'all <laughs> Want us to bring up on the air. And I don't respect Either of y'all fan. We <laughs> just laughed
1: at you I didn't want And to you me. bandaged
0: my legs Thank you and I had mm-hmm. to go home and change my bloody jeans. It was disgusting. Mm-hmm. Other than, you had a good time last night? had an amazing time. I'm always having a good time with you guys.
1: Oh, If only he would invite us out more. Right. That's why I said I always
0: have a ta- good time when I'm with you guys. It's not yeah. often. but Only like, when, when you invite
1: us. Which is we rare. Had to, I feel like we had to pull teeth to get you out last night. Anyway, yeah.
0: let's get into the millennial... Millennial, <laughs> millennial <stroke time. laughs> Max, we're going to talk about current events um, that lead us way to larger conversations. And I'm going to be... Um, Trying my best to navigate through this because we're actually even talking some serious shit. In my opinion, some serious shit. Um, so I want to start off with uh, Megan Thee Stallion, okay? And um, for those of you who don't know, Megan Thee Stallion is a, is a rapper. She is um, she has a very uh, good trajectory right now, and she was hanging out with uh, one Kylie Jenner and one Tory Lanez and her best friend at some, at, at some Hollywood party. Um, From what I read, shots started ringing out, and Megan Thee Stallion got shot in the foot. I saw a video of her leaving her car, and she uh, was, like, literally limping, and she ended up passing out on the street, essentially, which is very, very, like, traumatic in itself. The way that they had them, like, held up by gunpoint, like, that whole scenario was just really, really traumatic. So, there was this whole narrative that she got arrested, et cetera, et cetera, and she went on Instagram and posted... The narrative that has been reported about Sunday morning events are inaccurate, and I like to set the record straight. On Sunday morning, I suffered gunshot wounds as a result of a crime that was committed against me and done with the intention to physically harm me. I was never arrested. The police officers drove me to the hospital where I underwent surgery to remove the bullets. I'm incredibly grateful to be alive and that I'm expected to make a full recovery, but it was important for me to clarify the details about this traumatic night. I'm currently focused on my recovery so I can return back to my life and back to making music as soon as possible. Now after she posted this a lot of people suggested it was Tori Lanez who shot her. Her producer posted something saying Tory Lanez when I see you like it's lights out or whatever fuck he said. Her best friend heavily implied that it was Tori that shot her. So this it, the 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 episode I think um I wanted to talk about cuz she I didn't finish actually. She said in her um, little caption I was never arrested the whole experience was eye opener and a blessing in disguise I hate that it took this experience for me to learn how to protect my energy and that last part is like something that I think we should probably discuss I mean first of all we can talk does anybody have any feelings about the Megan The Stallion situation
2: I have one thing I want to say mm-hmm. um, so on Twitter it's two things firstly there were black women who were pretty much criticizing that statement she made um, saying it certain things she said were just talking points and there weren't like actual feelings that she felt um, as far as black women women being unprotected. And I just want y'all to just shut the fuck up. Like, have empathy towards a woman who just got shot. It's not that fucking serious. To the uh, black men that have been on social media saying that oh, Tori just uh, uh, Tori basically just said, "Oh, we shooting bitches now." Like, why the fuck do you think that this is a joke? Like, why do you think that uh, another, black wanna, another black man shoot another black woman is funny?
0: We're gonna actually. That's a talking okay. point that I wanted to get into.
1: Go ahead. But I'm, I'm trying I'm, to I jump mean, the gun.
0: Yeah, because I didn't know. I, that's a yeah. Um, but did you guys have anything you wanted to kind of say about it? That's not really about what Justin just talked
3: about. Um, this is actually my first uh, time really diving into this. I've been blissfully ignorant to the whole the whole scenario. So I'm interested to see uh, y'all's perspective. Do you have one, Dom? Nope.
0: You don't have
1: any perspective?
3: Uh, in, t- in regards to
0: the
1: Megan herself? Yeah, the situation in general. No, I feel like my answers will come out as we go through the episode. Okay.
0: So, the thing that she said that I thought was interesting was um it's a blessing in disguise essentially she- um that it took that for her to protect her to know that she needs to protect her peace but, mm-hmm. or in other words protect her energy um so for each of you, have any of you had a moment where it like opened your eyes and made you realize like yo I need to do better with how who I'm
3: keeping around me and what the fuck I'm doing and how i'm moving absolutely absolutely like that's that's a That's one of those things that we have to deal with on a a constant basis because we all are interacting with people. And Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure Megan, she's dealing with hundreds of people on a daily basis, people coming and going from her energetic space, like she said, Mm -hmm. and clearly something has happened to the point where she feels Mm -hmm. like she needs to reassess the people she has around her. So that's my take on that.
0: So for you, have you have you ever had like one, like, I Like, very, very eye-opening experience where you're like, oh, shit, like, this is like this is what I'm doing. I need to move better, I guess, was my...
3: Dating. Dating. Yes. Yeah. That's the one. Uh, I've never had to deal with it from a business perspective. Like, she probably is. Or a friend. Maybe friend, mm-hmm. yeah. But um, definitely dating, where I've had to be like, all right, I need to be a little bit more careful with how I expend my energy and who I expend it with. Mm-hmm. So...
1: You don't Dominique, go ahead, go ahead, transition.
0: <laughs> you,
1: better, you better do my job. Go ahead. Um, I would say my experience came. I would say yes because at, y'all saw my um Instagram post recently pretty sure with i was typing a lot because i was in my mat my I'm mood gonna say I did. you if probably skipped it, through it, it. It's like I, I did. 100% cool it's didn't. okay it's perfectly fine you i can get share it, it any who probably didn't see who's what listening. i baby what, <laughs> what i, I realized is that when my mom passed away to me that was my eye-opening thing to understand that people just people move in a shiesty way and a real a a real negative way to I don't want that energy in my life so when that happened and I saw how people moved after that happened that to me was my eye-opening moment to say okay I don't need certain people in my space because my energy is more valuable than that and me I am more valuable than that so yes my answer is yes
0: I think mine was like it's. I'm gonna give specifics. Cause I think you guys are giving like vague. Like, yeah, do you want I a specific? Did I, I did. Want I will specifics.
1: give you. A, can I give you a, a specific? If thing? you want to, but if you you are uncomfortable with it, you don't. I'll want give to you video. a specific example. So my okay. So my last relationship, my best friend. Just when I, I vented to my best friend about something that I was feeling personally that was going on in my relationship. And she went to my man and discussed what I vented to her, which to me is disrespectful. As my friend, you're not supposed to go to my man and tell my man what I'm telling you because you are are technically my sister. So when that happened, that was my moment of saying, okay, some people just don't give a fuck. No matter where they think they are or what capacity they think they are in your life, they just don't give a fuck. And to me, that was my moment, my groundbreaking moment to say, no, I can't do it. So... Okay. i will move past that.
0: Cuz fuck that shit. Yeah, I think with me, um first of all, I agree with what Toby's saying, cuz it's like an ongoing thing. But um there there was one I, it was actually when I moved away from New York. Like in New York I had friends. Mm-hmm. I had friends, quote unquote. We were okay. We were like associates. I looking back we associates. Were associates really. But like, there was this moment, like, when I was leaving that I realized, like, I really don't fuck with, like, they don't fuck with me, and it's very apparent because of the shit that they were saying and doing that I found out about. So, I left, when I was living in New York, I had all these people I can go to club with, hang out with, at any given time, hit them up. And then, when I was leaving, I think I had, like, AJ, you see? who's here? Hey. Hey. Hey, Um, This girl named Char. She's also one of my best friends, but... I can't stand her, and um, I'm playing love for, and then oh, but oh, like I don't even know where that nigga lives now. So, every like everybody else, I was just like, I'm good, you know, I'm really really good, and I'm really happy I made a decision because like I saw them how they moved after, and all the shit they were talking after, every, like everything. New York is a very like toxic place. It can be if you allow yourself to be wrapped up in that type of uh, environment, and I did, and I did it for years. God knows. So I think me moving or me deciding to even move was, like, my eye opener to, like, detach myself from that toxicity and, like, self-preservation and make sure my energy was okay. Because it took a lot of healing, I think, for me to even cultivate new friendships when I moved down here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because of the friendships that I, the friendships, quote unquote, that I had in New York. And,
3: um yeah so I, I appreciate you sharing that because um I feel like that's an ongoing struggle, like, like, I, like you said, that we, we like to get away from those situations, but never really take inventory on why those situations didn't benefit our higher self. So yeah. getting to a point where we can get away and then also acknowledge not to breed those same type of relationships in the new environment we're in. Mm-hmm. that's a really big thing.
0: And it's hard. That shit is very difficult. Like, it's cute to say, like, oh, I just have to protect my energy. But that shit is, like, really, How? really difficult. How you going to protect your energy? Because then you want to let people in. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Do you? you? Like, <laughs> they you, should, you shouldn't. This is what I'm saying. Like, preserving your energy. And I do want to get to you before... Um, you know i get too deep into this but preserving your energy is like really uh it's a tricky game because you preserve it and you feel like self-preservation is kind of like not letting people in sometimes and that's not really protecting your energy you know what i'm saying i think that's shutting off like you're you're closing the door the door is closed but that's when you
1: have the gift of discernment and know mm-hmm. who should be with you but and who shouldn't be with you
0: word being gift and not a lot of people have that gift. they don't it's a privilege i really. have that gift i do too so Justin, I would love to hear. <laughs> tell us, tell us hear. how. Because <laughs> gift like, um, is. <laughs>
2: is what? Nothing. Go ahead. Standoffish.
1: No, 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 no! Don't, don't. Come on, Justin. Because I'm
2: proud to say it. You could say it. I, I, you said it, bitch. So go, <laughs> go on. Yeah, I feel attacked. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I've learned at a very young age that my energy and i'm able to feel things from other people like i can literally walk in a room and feel negative energy from certain people and i would literally say that to my mom or my dad when i was younger like if somebody came around me and i didn't like them i vocalized that shit, Mm. and i didn't realize that that was like a gift or anything i just felt like that was just some natural thing for me So as I got older, I've always aligned myself with people that I felt good energy from. And they necessarily always weren't like the best of friends because, you know, that's a whole separate thing. But their energy and what they gave me was good energy. Now, as I got older, I had to learn that Sometimes people with good energy also have bad intentions. Facts. Yes. Yes. That, so, that part. And I learned that through dating as well. Because somebody will give you good energy, but the intention behind it is not always going to be the same intention that you bring to that situation or relationship. So it's always a learning process, but I feel like people just have to always have their eyes open to everything that's going on around them. Once you do that And you able to see people For who they are You'll move differently I agree well,
0: Justin five. sounds like the Bible Okay <laughs> Justin 316 Is Justin the Bible No it's not No, no it's not It's not Pretend I know what the Bible's it's talking not. about um, So I guess that kind of leads this way Into my second question about betrayal Because if it is And we don't know for sure I personally think it was Tori who shot her I definitely feel that wholeheartedly But Um mm. If that is the case, the question I wanted to ask is: have you guys been betrayed? Like ultimately betrayed by somebody that you really, really trusted and really, really fucked with? Not even like not even it can be romantic if you want to talk about romantic, but like I'm like I'm thinking more platonically. And if if that was the case, how did you traverse that?
3: So I will say this is something that I will be talking about on my podcast because this is very much a spiritual topic. Um, Again, the name of this podcast is Conscious Mass. At Conscious <laughs> Come on, plug. Come on. <laughs> Come, Come on. I mean, because betrayal is, is essentially a spiritual thing. You know, there's so many different parts that go into it. You have to address, first of all, does this betrayal make me feel good or does mm-hmm. it make me feel bad? Now, If we take the good and the bad away from the physical act of betrayal, you can kind of look at it from a different perspective. Can I ask you a question before you continue? Yes. What is good betrayal? (laughs) Depends on how you look at it because you can learn something from the betrayal. Mm Mm-hmm. Which can be a good thing. Okay. Yeah. Like so we. So it's ultimately how you respond. It's ultimately how you respond to okay, the, betrayal. But the betrayal itself. But the betrayal itself is a whole different thing. Okay. So the way I have looked at betrayal and the way I have um, tried to process is just to take the person away. In this case, I guess, Tory Lanez or whatever. And she says she learned a lesson. So, you know. If you get into, I guess, how you feel about it, if you take away the person, if you take away um, just the, the physical words of good and bad, you can kind of look, okay, well, what did I do to put myself in this position? What did I do to contribute to the to how this situation has occurred? Whether it be, oh, I allowed this person in my energetic field. Mm-hmm. And I knew damn well that it's, this person didn't need to be here, you know, and so I can take away the anger and all the hurt that comes from betrayal and look at it and be like, you know what, next time I know better to allow this type of person in my space mm-hmm. and I, so that the same outcome doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. That's the way I've dealt with it.
1: I can agree with that. I can fully agree with that because the example that I gave y'all, instead of me being truly uh, like furious and upset about it, I just looked at it as, okay, what did I do wrong? Did I allow someone to know too much of my business that i give them too much information or too much access to me and if i did that's what made them feel like it was okay to go to someone else and spread that information or just to feel like they can do whatever it is and i learned and i said okay you know it is what it is next time i know better i can't harp or dwell on it Mm -hmm. now that that can become a
3: a very slippery slope because you don't want to be so closed off to the where, like we said earlier that you just become shut off
1: everybody. No. Mm -mm. But
3: you're able, like, uh, discernment. Discernment is the word here. Mm
0: -hmm. You know? It is. I I don't think I have discernment, bitch. I know that. (laughs) Let me tell you why. Because I've been... Like, I think my earliest memories are of betrayal. Yeah. Like, by people like parents and, like, family members. And then, like, childhood friends. So, like, I'm kind of used to it. Mm -hmm. And, like, this is... So there was a moment in my life where I would, I would cut people off quick, like cut them off. And I'm still kind of like that. And I won't think bad. I don't think like twice about it. But I am um, I get really, really mad about things when I feel like you purposely tried to hurt me. I'll, I'll genuinely get upset, like upset, upset. But I get over it, like literally. <laughs> give me like a two weeks and I'll be like, girl, it's fine, whatever. Like if you apologize and you genuinely mean it, I'll, I'll move on. And that... To me, isn't the most healthy way of dealing with it now, and I think I do that now because I'm older and the people that I have around me that if they do betray me or they do something terrible, kind of weigh the good with the bad, and I'm like, well, you know, you, it's it's been more good than bad. But I also feel like me allow like me having this whole I'm gonna get over it and you know I'm gonna get over a situation. I think that that allows people to continue to do dumb shit to me. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. if
1: they betray you and you and they apologize. Mm-hmm. And you essentially forgive them. Do you let them in in the same capacity that they were in before? Is that what you do? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Which is the lack of discernment. Well, my I thing, don't think that's a lack of discernment I though. So. I think it's more so a not discernment. I just think you haven't learned your lesson.
0: I think I fucking have. Yeah, I <laughs> like don't I, know what think you have. A, I've, I've been betrayed to the most ultimate embarrassing
3: degree. Well, what I hear, what I hear is get over it. Like that is used a lot of the time to just established that oh you know i'm just gonna move past it but have you really addressed your feelings behind the betrayal but
0: that's that's the blow-up portion i feel like i blow up and i let all of my feelings out right same. what's wrong with that
3: same I'm the but same. the thing like, is like
0: yeah. at the same time me push I, I repress right like i repress things like not. Rep- i don't know repress or suppress Suppress. Or, or repress. just like I, decided, I don't know how to explain it because it's like you don't I've, confront I've expressed it. how I felt. You know how I feel. You're apologetic. You're sad or whatever the case may be. And you still want my friendship. Cool. Like, fine. Like, as long as you express remorse and you're genuinely sor- sorry, I think I might. Like, I, I think that's what makes me get through it, I guess. That's what mm. makes me like, okay, like, we can move on. But mm.
3: you're 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 basing your healing off the situation from... Whether or not they apologized, you still haven't addressed your your baseline issues or not issues, but your feelings behind that betrayal. If you feel hurt by the betrayal, you feel hurt by it, but you're just not going to get past it and get over it. And if they happen to apologize, so what they apologize. You still have not addressed your feelings behind the reason that they needed to apologize. And that's how I've addressed it in my life like yeah you can come back into my life and yeah you can apologize but have I processed what I needed to process to move past it with you and be in the same space that you were in thanks and I I realized that whenever somebody (laughs) try to comes back to the table and I haven't fully processed my feelings it's going to be a blow-up situation all over again Mm -hmm. and we're going to be back in the same spot And it's going to be another toxic environment. (laughs) It it tends
0: to be that. Like, nine times out of ten, if somebody does something very bad to me, I blow up, tell them everything I feel, they apologize. I'm like, cool, two weeks, we good, right? And then it'll happen again, like...
1: It's yeah, a cycle. See, I so think it sounds okay to you because you feel like you've expressed yourself and let them know how you feel. But if no, they but haven't. I
0: think I started by saying I don't think it's okay. I don't mm. think how I handle it is a, an appropriate means of handling it. But it just, it's easy. It's the easiest way for me to deal with it. Mm. And I think it goes to your point of talking about healing because healing is a process. And that's a hard process that not a lot of people want to go
3: through. Mm-hmm. Me because, being people. Because they don't want to address their feelings behind why they were hurt. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes that shit is traumatic. Like and the it reason goes you back heard me. The reason why I'm blowing up and going all out of pocket, and the reason I'm saying all of these hurtful things, is because I'm hurt, you know. And if I'm not addressing why I'm hurt, you haven't come to the table and acknowledge why I'm hurt. We're gonna be in the same shit. It's gonna happen again. Yeah. And it's like that's heavy for people to deal with, and that's why people don't deal with it. Mm-hmm. I
0: about agree. You, Justin, the betrayal. I think <laughs> that was the original question. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, for me. Um, I've dealt with betrayal, like you said, early on in life, so I've just learned to accept whatever betrayal I've received, accept it, sit in my feelings, but I don't, I, I express, you know, my pain or my, my, how I feel to that person before I detach myself So just so they know that this is how I felt And this is the reason why you'll probably never hear from me again Because you did this to me And then also I'm not an astrologer or nothing like that But Saturn rules my house, or whatever. Saturn, Saturn, Saturn? yeah, Saturn, Saturn. What what word are you saying? The planet Saturn. I think
0: you were saying Saturn,
2: right? Shut up, bitch. (laughs) Shut up. And Saturn is the house of what karma or something like that. I don't know, but karma rules my house, and I believe firmly in karma. So this may sound vindictive, but I feel like whatever betrayal that. You've done it's going to come back to you Nick. So I don't need to do anything I don't need to scream and yell at you Or harbor, the, harbor that feeling Anymore because whatever You've done it's going to Come back to you I've already Expressed my feeling to you And that's just the end of it for me and I'm just gonna Move forward
0: You know what planet rules my house <laughs> Knock if you buck. <laughs> Correct Sean. and Uranus Shut the fuck Ray up Sean. No sir. Um, But yeah, Uranus. Uranus, you are. It's large. Have you seen it? Because I haven't. Um, I have. (laughs) Everybody has, actually. Um. So anyway, (laughs) getting on to the next. So get my last. I think. Um, my last question is going to be about forgiveness. It's going to be about forgiveness because I fucking struggle with this concept. And this, again, is tied into the Megan situation because she does decide to forgive this man or whatever. If he did do it. Do you guys feel as though there is a concept? There is this concept of you forgive people for yourself. Like you do it for yourself? Do you do you subscribe to that belief system, or do you think it's just bullshit? Because I think it's bullshit, but I wait for y'all to answer.
1: answer. I before I subscribe to that, um, and then with everything that's been going on in the world in terms of race relations and shit, I just feel like people are just too forgiving, and black people in general are too forgiving. And I just, me personally, at the point that I'm at in life, I'm just not going to forgive you. Just to make it an easy thing, like I just want, I just, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, if I'm not ready to forgive you, I'm not gonna do it. It's not happening. I'm still gonna hold you accountable for your actions until I see that you have changed because your actions speak louder than words. And if you haven't proved to me that what you've done that hurt my feelings or made me feel some type of way, if you haven't changed it, then I'm not forgiving you. It's not gonna work, not for myself or for you because it's. I don't know. It just because I feel like I've been so. I've always been forgive people for you. like I, Anytime somebody did me wrong, I'm like, okay, I forgive you because I just got to let it go. You, I forgive
3: you, Julia. I forgive
1: you. I I'm
2: forgive not you. I'm not doing <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> now I'm not. If I do, it's, it's like letting you off the um, off the hook. I'm not doing it. I don't want to let you off the hook. Ooh. See, I'm going to be this, this obviously the
3: dissenting voice on this because um, forgiveness is not necessarily for the person, but- like we we spoke earlier, the people that come into your life, I feel, are meant to uncover whatever things that may need to be uncovered in your own personal psyche, and whether it be you go off too much, whether it be you're not patient, whether it you just have an affinity to fix people, read like me, the j- read me. <laughs> like I don't know what's
0: going on today, but don't t- you better <laughs> calm the fuck
3: down. I'm okay? tell- Just, just every last one of these situations and of course there are extenuating circumstances but they are they, they come into your energetic field mm-hmm. to show you whatever thing you need to address forgiveness is not only is not really to forgive them but it's to forgive yourself for allowing that situation to happen mm-hmm. now if because you did you allowed that person in your space you allowed the circumstance to explode or transpire the way it, it needed to happen. You played an active role in it. So mm-hmm. you're not necessarily forgiving the person or letting them off the hook. Whose phone? Whose phone was going on? <laughs> okay.
0: Somebody with no self-respect.
3: But you're not necessarily telling them, oh, yeah, i let you off the hook. Because that doesn't mean that you have to for, like excuse their behavior. That doesn't mean you need to continue to fuck with them. That doesn't mean that they need to be an active part of your life, but you need to forgive yourself. Because at the end of the day, when you don't forgive somebody and you think about that situation, you're going to be elevated. Mm -hmm. You're going to be bothered. You're going to be like, you're going to be like, why is this person even in the conversation? And that's not a good feeling to have. I it's a heavy feeling. I don't
0: feeling. Agree. I agree with that. I don't agree with, I don't agree with that either. Okay. Let me tell you why. Because I think, I think when people say, with what you just said, I'm forgiving you, not really forgiving you, but forgiving myself. That's not something I need to say to him or say mm-hmm. to the, him, to a person.
3: But the forgiveness is not you saying, hey, I forgive you. No, it's or It's hey,
0: an it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a internal belief. Understanding. Right? Yeah. Understanding. Yes. So, but my question is more so forgiving that other person. Like, it's not, I, can, I can understand the concept of forgiving yourself for allowing whatever happened to have happened. I, I subscribe to that. But I'm specifically talking about if you did me wrong and you're asking for my forgiveness for what you did to me, people say that when you give the forgiveness, it's not for them, but for you. And I don't agree with that. I think it's for them. It's to pacify them and make them feel better. Okay, I to say. and I—it's like a feel, coddling thing. Yeah, like I'm not about to call to you for some fucked up shit you did to me. I, the thing is, I, I can honestly not be mad about it. Like I, I cannot forgive somebody for something they did, but never harbor. Can still be cool. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't harbor ill intentions or anger towards them. So I personally don't.
3: So but if you're not harboring any ill feelings towards them, then why not just forgive them? Because they don't deserve forgiveness. Some
0: some things do not deserve forgiveness i'm not going to allow you to feel better about what you did because i forget like no what you did was wrong you need to know it was wrong so you don't do it to somebody else we're not going to be cool again you're not going to be in my space but i'm not going to bed at night like thinking about it when i see you i'm not going to get violently
1: upset I'm it's just seeing it. things for what they are. Like, yeah. you're able to really truly see things for what they are mm-hmm. and understand how to move with that shit. Like, you don't yeah. accordingly. Like, you don't have to I, look, you did me wrong. Cool. It is what it is. I see you for exactly who you are as a person and your motives and your intentions and just how you move. And it is what it is. But I'm not going to let you in my space. I'm going to keep you back where you are. You don't have to be near me. I don't have to be near you. I have no negative feelings towards you. I just see you for who you are. Your listen. Own energy. Because I have an aunt, right? Mm, I'm not going to say that.
2: I have a family. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, she was. Too a okay, right? I have an aunt. aunt. No, I mean a family no shade. I have an <laughs> aunt. And um, there was a situation where some things were said about my character and how I move. Um, and that really, really made me upset because it wasn't said to my face. It was said behind my back, and it was said to another family member um, based on a situation. My living situation at the time was when I first moved here, and I didn't really have anything. I didn't have a job, a car, nothing. So it was kind of like one of those, they were trying to kick me while I was down. So my whole family kept saying, oh, well, it's going to be awkward. You need to forgive her. You need to forgive her. And I said to them, I don't need to forgive anything. That's her cross to bear. That's something that she has to live with. Because as she's seen my growth here, she, she that 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 speaks for itself. Her words didn't carry over to me. I didn't harbor anything. Mm-hmm. She has to sit with that and realize that what she said at that time was fucked up. Because as she sees me now growing, that's gonna be the end all be all to the bullshit that she said.
1: I think that makes that makes perfect sense because it is their cross to bear. If they mm-hmm. fucked up and they did something negative or they betrayed you, that's something that Nate that they need to sit in mm-hmm. and understand and realize that they did something wrong. That's not anything for you to if unless you. It's great to be the type of person that's really introspective and understand. Okay, what where where did I play a part in this situation? But ultimately. If that person was the the cause, the root cause of the downfall, mm-hmm. they need to be they need to be held accountable for what it is that they did. So and I'm carrying a lot
3: of stringing people up for their behavior and the things that they said, and us being accountable and responsible for whether or not they are accepting of their behavior. And essentially, that's not really our job. Our job is to focus on self and our own healing and not whether or not other people Mm -hmm. are held accountable. Because whether or not they do it, because you mentioned something earlier, so that they don't do it to the next person.
1: That's not our job. It's not. It's it's not. not. But I think when I say holding them accountable, it's like you're saying, it's our job to worry about ourselves. Cool. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to worry about myself and make sure that you stay over there and you know that this is what you did to make me feel some type of way that's your job to sit there and figure out what it is that what how to fix whatever it is that you've done wrong i'm not gonna sit here and guide you through that that Mm -hmm. is your job to fix Mm -hmm. that shit i'm Mm -hmm. still over here on my end living living in bliss you need to fix that shit because at the end of the day most people when they do you wrong they try to come back and enter into Mm -hmm. your life they Mm -hmm. try to get back into your good graces but until they unpack their bags and figure out what it is you can't come over here I agree. Not at all So I'm, I'm, I guess that
3: raises the question for me At what point do they ever enter into Back into your good graces do you, like, have... Will you forever never forgive them I'm gonna speak for I, <laughs> me and the only <laughs> Never Oh wow that's intense. I mean, that's just how
0: of, I live. I think it depends on what they did. Yeah, I do situational, think that, But that. like, there are some things that are unforgivable. I, I, I really wholeheartedly believe that. Yeah. And if you do something that is unforgivable, and it's it's like real, like it, they're extreme, extreme things that obviously, you have to do, yeah, yeah. right. Some. So if you do some do some things that are unforgivable, I'm I'm not gonna forgive you, and I'm never going to speak to you again. Mm-hmm. And that's just what it is. But again, that's not. I don't think I'm. Doing their their job, like I'm not I'm not trying to do this so they can facilitate and change and be a better person. I can give two fucks two shits. I do want to, them not to do this to anybody else if it's something unforgivable. But at the same time, if they don't, that's their problem. That's not my problem because you're not in my space, not you're not in my energy, and you're not on my mind. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So I I don't I don't know.
2: I and just I just want to qualify my answer one real quick. And I say never because I feel like as adults. And you know, I'm speaking from an adult perspective and for people who are adults, um, we're not perfect. We don't live in this ideal wor- world where everybody is perfect. But there's also common decency. And I feel like you, if you're not really thinking about certain things before you do them or before you say them, especially when you know it will affect another person, then I have no respect for that.
3: Well, you have to also acknowledge that a lot of people live unconsciously of their behavior. True. Unless they go through it and they see the amount of pain that they've caused someone. And then they realize, oh shit, I caused somebody a lot of pain and I really fucked up. Mm-hmm. They, and I don't want to like be too dissenting on how you guys feel on it. But from my perspective, if you never get to a point of forgiveness, it's always going to be a spot on your heart. It's always going to be a little spot that's there that's going to be like every time you see them, every time their name comes up, it's going to be like, oh, yeah, that one time they messed me over and I'll never forgive them. And they could be off doing their own life, but that's still on your heart. I think that it depends on the person
1: and the situation. I think it depends on,
3: (laughs) I
0: think everybody, like I always say this, this is why I said, well, I'm not going to say it again, but I think that everybody is different in how they move and how they operate. I don't think we're monolithic in any way, shape or form and how we handle things. So it might be that for you, but for another person or for me, for example, that's not the vibe. Like, Nine times out of 10, nine times out of 10. It's not going to be that.
1: So I'll say, for example, the the example I gave with the friend situation, I'm telling everything. But um, I know she went to one of my other friends and was trying to figure out how long this me not talking to her would last. And I've always been the type of person that's used to be really forgiving or really just. Kept people in my pocket because people go through things like there's mental things that people go through, emotional things. And I've always wanted to make sure that people were if they if they were going through something, they could call me because it is what it is. But when I found out she said that, I also found out that she uh, still communicates with my ex in a sense and to me, I'm just like if you want to rectify a situation with me where I was hurt because of what you did with my ex, why would you still communicate with this person? So to me, that's not any growth that's not any there's there's no learning in that, so right. I or couldn't forgive behavior. that if you change your behavior, well, now, even if you do change your behavior, I still would keep you at a I like, yeah, I just wouldn't want you close to me because mm. there's been too many instances of my feelings being tossed to the side and me and somebody not understanding why I was hurt and I just don't want to deal with that I would just rather yeah I, do I, believe. I see things for what they are before because before I didn't see a lot of shit I was like literally blind to a lot of shit and now I see them and I don't Maya mm. Angelou said when they show <laughs> you who they are but I do I believe, believe Toby's them. point
2: though because I've I have friends who have that same issue where whenever we're around or see somebody that they particularly don't like or had an issue with it's so awkward and and you can see it and that person could
3: not necessarily be in the same space that Mm -hmm. y'all departed from like you Mm -hmm. know that situation could have and you know what maybe they did not show you you know that they have changed behavior but we can't go around just holding people based on their actions that so many years ago they hurt us I mean, it's, I, I personally feel like it's just not a way to live because I don't want to look at somebody that cussed me out or touched me a certain way. And every time I look at them, it's just like, ugh. Like, I don't want that on my heart. Because, I feel
1: like there's a way to get through that, though. Yeah. Like, I, I can't behavior. vocalize it, but like, even if I was to see her today, it's not going to be an issue of me being disgusted. I'm, it's, it's still going to be a loving situation, but I just know to keep you. Or whatever. Back there, like mm-hmm. it's just that, like, and I but. feel like it, I don't know how to vocalize that or how to explain how you, you get to f- that point, but yeah, you can still forgive
3: them and they still stay in their lane. Mm. Like you can forgive them and be like, all right, yeah, I forgive you, but I also don't fuck with you. Yeah, right. that's okay, but the forgiveness is still there.
1: I think that's when. That's when it's really good to have <laughs> Rashad is not hearing it Ladies and gentlemen No for me dog It's a no for he's me He's not no. having it I'm They not. always say Aquariuses are detached I think that's when The detachment is a really good thing It's just learning To pull yourself away From certain things And just Shut the shit off
2: Speaking of det- of detachment Do you feel like it's healthy And I am I'm, I'm
1: think I'm mainly asking you this go,
2: Do you think it's healthy To live a detached life no. no I'm sorry I, I gotta answer that, that. it's bad, no. it's real bad. What, that. If it's, no. what if it's really protective of you because you've been through a lot of traumatic no. experiences that, I think
0: that goes back to what we originally said as being closed off like mm. when you're detached I think in my I, opinion you're a, 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 in some way shape or form closed off to everybody else I,
3: I agree I agree with Rashawn and uh, and from this spiritual aspect um, a lot of people in the spiritual community do live a detached life to the extent where they are like oh these worldly things yeah mm-hmm. and and they completely disassociate from the actual human experience mm-hmm. since we pay bills we want a car we want to get around uh, we have to be able to do things and so detachment is okay in the uh, to the extent where i'm protecting my energy I'm keeping things that don't make me feel good away. But when you detach to the point where you can't really live the human experience and you're just like, oh, I'm above this and mm-hmm. I'm above that and blissfully ignorant that yeah. It, yeah. it becomes a, actually a bypassing. Mm-hmm. Like you're just not living. I thought I was Have a sociopath for a while. No shade. I was like, oh, God,
0: I don't care about anybody or anything. This happened for like a year. I had to go to therapy and everything. It was awful.
1: Have you ever seen Vampire Diaries? Yes, Mm-mm. Vampire Diaries. They shut their. Turning turn off. Off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I watched it. And I got so consumed in it. So I used to. T- I would tell myself, I just want to shut Ain't my emotions the show and with shit off. Nina Dobrev. Yeah. Yes. Oh. I did like that so much. Breath. Two different characters. And I feel like I got to the point where I did shut everything off and just became so detached. And I learned that that's it's really not a good thing. It's like you can't unhealthy. experience mo- emotions, unhealthy. connections mm-hmm. with people. Like I'm learning to dig myself out of that hole currently, just to be able to experience. It. Somebody tell you I want to meet people. Like I'm just like okay, because it. It allows me to get out of that hole. It's not good to be detached.
0: It's Um, not. I want to thank you guys for um, talking about this so openly and honestly and transparently. Um, Toby did mention, he has been mentioning a lot about spirituality. So we're going to come back and um, do a little interview with our guests. Yeah. Put them on the spot and all the things like that. So we'll be right back with more of the millennial mess. Mm -hmm. And,
3: English, we're, Spanish, back.
0: and we're back to <laughs> so, the Millennial Mess podcast. Now go we're gonna do so things bad. a little different this week because we normally do an adulting one on one section. But since we have a guest, I am incredibly excited to probe the brain of Mr. Tobias.
2: Yeah, I feel like you can teach us some things. No pressure. No <laughs> pressure. <pardon.
0: laughs> I don't think I'm gonna I don't want you to feel like you're teaching us something because it needs to just be like a conversation. Because I think what we're going to talk about is something that I think a lot of black people in general kind of have an aversion to. And I think that it is uh, it's a disservice in itself to be averted to. So the first question I do want to ask you, um, how do you call it? Do you do you consider yourself to be spiritual or religious? And what is the? How do you distinct? How do you? So, What's the difference between the two?
3: So a lot of, when, when I get this question asked a lot, actually, and um, there should be a difference, between, it should be noted that there is a difference between being religious and spiritual. Religion dictates that there's a set of beliefs that have been given us to us by a deity or a prophet or a savior, and these are the guidelines that you need to follow to get to divinity, which is higher self spirituality states that you experience this this path to get to divinity on your own. There's no set guidelines, there's no you do what makes you feel and you pay attention to your body, your mind, your soul and you get to that space of enlightenment on your own. So I consider myself very spiritual. I don't really um I don't really ascribe to any specific belief system. Um, I do what makes my higher self feel at peace.
0: Hmm. I love that. Same.
3: And I, I actually
0: do feel the same way. Um, and I think the reason I ask that is because, especially in the black community, right? If you're not religious, right? Mm-hmm. There is this uh, typical, in my experience, I can only speak for mine. There is a cloud that is like cast over you that you're an atheist or you're a Satanist or you're going to hell and all that all that stuff. And I've experienced that because I'm. Anytime anybody asks me about my beliefs, I, don't, I I'm not a Christian and I don't believe in. I don't believe most. If probably like ninety percent of the Bible, I think is just like fairy tales, right?
3: So well, I, mean, I, I I can't say that because I, I don't. want like The Bible thumpers to, to to try it. The Bible but, thumpers can come for me. They they, they they love it. They love it. <laughs>
0: but so but when you do say that in a black community, especially in the South, it's just like met with such harsh criticism and judgment, and uh, you know you are going to go to hell and all these things, and people don't even want to communicate with you. Some like a lot of men that I've dated. <laughs> that sounded really bad The men that I have dated I dated a pastor once Baby. Oh, Baby Worst Oh Lord. He brought me to church He said oh you're gonna see me fall out And I was genuinely like Disgusted Not disgusted That sounds bad But like A gay pastor y- Yeah he was just like <laughs> You were oh, the first to- <laughs> <laughs> I was the first man um, No but he was like You know falling out <laughs> and shit And I'm looking at him like I know that you don't feel Like you, you playing Like you know what I'm saying Like this isn't I just don't believe it, but it is what it is. The fact that he told you before he did it, it just shows It you. shows you it was
3: performative, and yeah. I don't... I think the spiritual... Well, well, for me, like, a lot of religious religious ideologies don't really fit with us, you know, the gay folk and the mm-hmm. trans folk and, and black folk. They black weren't folk, made for even, us. honestly. Like, yeah. white folk use Jesus colonialize as uh, you know to colonialize us and essentially if you look at certain things in certain texts yeah it could be easily interpreted that way i have a problem with any text that can be interpreted to oppress any people any gender any like sexuality sexuality i have a problem with that and it's not based off of the religion but it's based off of the people who interpret that religion Mm -hmm. and it's deeply rooted in our community the black community is very much rooted in religion because it's a place of peace for a lot of us um our, our parents just find solace in running to god but now we are at a place where we have we're having to question a lot of these beliefs because they don't fit for us they don't they don't really include us so,
0: I guess my question is what drew like what what made you want to So, how did you grow up? Did you grow up in
3: I grew up uh in a traditionally Muslim household. Okay, so, so Very much. Really? Yes. That's this, very interesting. Yes, Holy shit. Very orthodox. You like I go I went to high school in a thobe, the long uh what? dress that they used to call it with the kufi, yeah, just all of that. The audience, the The background, ladies and gentlemen, the audience. I never like listen,
2: audience. Y'all can't see him, but if you would see him now, you would never think. No, I I kind of can see that. No, I couldn't see it. My question is, how did you? How did you?
3: Okay, so do you still consider yourself a Muslim? That is something I'm unpacking. I'm Mm. dealing with along my journey because I'm trying to. uh, uh, I'm trying to rectify my religion and my belief system that I've I've grown to be like involved in. And now at this place where I am and with my spirituality and, and becoming better with myself, like having to address these questions like you probably have at some point. Um, like if I even fit with this, because there's certain there's certain teachings that um indicate that I I should not even exist. Mm. In I the Quran, right? Yeah. Mm. So
2: how do you and I'm sorry if you weren't were you whatever. Um <laughs> how do you because I know Muslim faith is like
1: serious. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> hard to explain.
2: Pause. It's it's very serious. Um how do you transition from that to spirituality like
3: it sounds how like is a lot that transition
2: unpack. for you right now
3: like dom said it's a lot to unpack yeah um because you you grow up and like this is what you should believe this is what needs to happen for you to get into heaven mm-hmm. otherwise you're gonna go into hell and your soul is damned condemned condemned and I'm a good man. Mm-hmm. I know I live a, a very good life. You know, I treat people with respect. So why does who I am and that cannot be changed, which is pretty much an argument in a lot of the different religions, like who I am can be changed mm-hmm. and can be modified or whatnot. I've, I've had to spend a lot of time trying to establish, okay, is this place for me mm. or should I just make um, the religion and and see it for what it is now there's a lot of different sects in each of the religion there's a spiritual aspect you know like um what is it the spirit the church of spirituality and christianity the kabbalah and jewish um and sufism Mm -hmm. and islam so i've i've more uh, like been drawn towards sufism Mm. because the it takes away all of those hard stringent guidelines on how you should live and pretty much just dictates hey Live your life. Live a good life. Um, There's different ways to go about it. Mm -hmm. And divinity is within you already. You just have to find it. And that's kind mm. of what I've pretty much, you know, been more drawn to. And that's that's also what my, my podcast will be about. That's also a plug. Oh, and it is. Conscious the Conscious
0: Mass Podcast. Hey. I'm sorry. Hey. the Consciousness Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, the Conscious Mass Podcast. <laughs> so, right.
1: um. That's interesting. So you said it's Sufism? Yes. Um, okay.
0: I'm intrigued by you. Like your thought process, but I just want to know when you came to it. You know, like it's—it seems like it's been an ongoing thing for you. Mm. But I mean, yes, you, yeah, yeah, I think you're kind of self-actualized now, right? But I think this—the journey—is what I kind of want to hear about. Like, what did the, the deterred you from going? Like your, your beliefs of being Muslim, growing up Muslim, wearing the garb to school and the kufi and all of that. What deterred you from that To to, you know Experiencing or looking towards other Ways of beliefs Well for starters I
3: like men
1: Don't we all (laughs) Like for
3: starters Y'all niggas gay (laughs) I mean mean, like that's not something that I can change And so from a very young age Even when sexuality wasn't even In the mix and I just saw like You know Mm -hmm. oh somebody is attractive And I like him and blah 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 I immediately knew that the religion was no place for me because um, who I'm attracted to, who I am, is not a place for the heavens. So once I started establishing, allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> you allegedly. know, once I started establishing that you know the religion um, doesn't allow me to be myself, mm-hmm. um, I had to really find other sources. And, um, I, I, and, you know, went into Buddhism, Hinduism,
1: all of these different things. So the Buddhism. Can I talk about that? I want to get, I want to talk it. about that. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So i am kind of like what you were saying, because I grew up under the, under the Christian faith and my sexuality was something that kind of like made me confused about the religion. So I gravitated more towards Buddhism and I still, enjoy the practice of buddhism because i've always been a mental person and they teach you to just calm the mind down and just to be at peace be at peace with everything and just my my mind just runs rampant so is that something like
0: i out of all the cuz i don't i hate like mass produced religions yeah. like i just think they're a way to control the the public to behave a certain way like they control norms and societal beliefs and all that but buddhism to me is the the only like well wide, widespread religion that actually was, like i agree with
3: the, yeah. the beliefs
0: of it my first tattoo was actually an own symbol and i was like 18
3: bitch i didn't know what the fuck was going on but i just mm-hmm. got into buddhism now, B- Buddhism Ooh, was- is still a religion. We gotta yeah. acknowledge no, it that. definitely. With, is. with like certain guidelines and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, because I don't really live a traditional lifestyle, um, being that I am like a gay black man, um, you know, I, I have a firm belief system that I, I am a good person and I still wanna reach some type of divinity. You know, certain religions, I can't wholeheartedly accept. The whole religion, if there's certain parts yeah. that just don't, don't resonate with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can't I can't be like one of these people out here that pick and choose what they want from a religion to follow. I just can't be that person. That's that's fake shit. I've always but been But is that wrong well, really if you pick and then? choose the things
1: the, to follow if it's things that'll make you a better person? But
3: it's, it's not even a follow. I, I think the
0: word follow is like... Re, it has a very rigid. strong... Yeah, yeah and that's rigid. what religion is. Is follow, yeah, but I faith, think if you're belief. not following religion, but you're Maybe following it's your form of spirituality... Those 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 and those those it's probably just practices. the practices. Yeah, yeah, and if you're taking... Okay, well, I believe this from Buddhism, and I believe this from whatever, whatever, and I believe this from Christianity whatever the fuck that might be Mm -hmm. like i don't think it's more so i don't think it's problematic i think you're developing your own
3: form of spirituality and that's that's essentially what spirituality is you're finding your own way Mm -hmm. it could be from these different religions you know you can follow multiple ones find what practices work for you whether it be crystals you know Mm. whether it be sound healing whether it be music and artistry you pick what works for you to get to your divinity, and that is that is the process that I'm on.
2: So, speaking of divinity, what, um, well, you just kind of said it, um, what key practices do you do to get to divinity, like, can you speak to that? And I'm very. If that makes sense.
0: It does make sense. <laughs> and I also, and, but to, to piggyback off that, I also want to know what your idea of divinity is, what it looks like. Yeah, I was going to get there. <laughs> I feel like I should have been in that question, yeah. but I mean, okay. like
3: whatever, <laughs> whatever. Go ahead. So I guess divinity for me, I guess would like <laughs> modern terms be uh, being closer to God. If you want to get into religious terms, mm-hmm. but if you want to get into spiritual terms. Um, it's getting closer to self. How to get to the top of the mountain of becoming more self-aware of your behavior, like forgiveness or how you deal with, um, like dissension in your life, how you deal with arguments, how you handle, uh, like conflict. This not, is all, not well, bitch. <laughs> not, not this well. is all a way of. Getting closer to your divinity. It's not necessarily getting uh, closer to, uh, I guess, a set prescribed guidelines of what getting to God is. Mm -hmm. Um, Hmm. Divinity, I feel like people hear divine and they think of like God. Mm -hmm. But we are all made in God's image. And we all have a bit of divine in each one of us. And so what's the spiritual path is essentially just getting closer to that. Mm-hmm. So, I guess, Justin, if you want to reiterate
0: your, your first question before I jump down.
2: Um, what practices do you do to get to divinity?
3: I go to therapy.
2: Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. The, Amen. Same. Therapy, ladies
0: and gentlemen. You need a therapist, right? Uh, um,
3: uh,
1: yes, you do. Everyone needs one. I'm, yes. I, the
3: thing is, I just... There, yeah, okay. I'm not gonna My, get my path the to divinity has been a little bit like a... Part psychological, part spiritual, dealing with the things of the mind and then th- dealing with the things of the spirit. Right now, I'm kind of in the phase of dealing with the things of the mind and there's a lot of stuff up there. Mm-hmm. So, um. Oh, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet. It's, it's a good thing. <laughs> it's oh, a good thing. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I do. It's a great thing. I think it's amazing. But, you know, I acknowledge that and, yeah. and that's that's part
1: of my divinity. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So, we're on divinity. I feel like I this sparked my mind. People go through life trying to find their purpose, but I feel like it would be so much easier if they just try to reach divinity. I like, divinity is a better term because pe- purpose that, makes people go crazy. That is the purpose, purpose and divinity. I think. they just don't have I don't the, think language so. people or just the understanding part. to say it. Is that what it but is? That's that's synonymous, in my opinion, mm-hmm. in my
0: opinion, because I think.
1: But I feel like divinity is just reaching peace within yourself And, I think and so. your higher power And their purpose is trying to Most people correlate purpose with like a career mm-hmm. type of thing I don't,
0: I, I don't agree with that You I don't? Think, sure. No I sure. think that purpose Your purpose shouldn't be based on worldly accomplishments like, But I that's what the that world
1: teaches you though
0: That's what the world We just talked about Like not subscribing to what we've been force fed Right? Did we do that on air? I can't remember. No. <laughs> oh, we didn't do it on air. Okay, well, then never mind. Um, <laughs> just, I just think that we, you know, the, the concept of being force-fed, uh, your purpose in life is to do or make it and be successful and do whatever, whatever. I don't think that is a, a true purpose, I think. For me, um, anyway, I think my purpose is, I think I was put on this earth to help people. Like, I just think that that is my purpose. And in whatever field i go into whatever i end up doing ultimately in my lifetime that is um something that i ch- genuinely enjoy the purpose is going to be to help other people which is why i was a social worker prior to being a lawyer because i just felt like that was like the easiest way to like help as many people as like and i helped a lot of fucking people and now I'm working for people who can't afford attorneys and some of them are fucking terrible people but some of them are amazing people and they need the help cuz
3: they're broke and see that's that's your spiritual practice law i feel And and yeah, then
0: then you get (laughs) get the clients who actually did the. Should I say this one? I don't know. I don't know. This is spiritual clients that actually did, and you still have to do your job. Yeah. So I'm. It's a it's a slippery slope. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like I'm doing God's work, and well. I'm doing divine work and also whatever the opposite of that is at the same time. Because yeah. you be the shit out of your girlfriend. I know it. You know what you told me you did it. And I still got to represent you in court. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's not that's not a good feeling to sleep.
3: Well, I mean, all, all religion and all spirituality has a shadow side. Like, yeah. you know, gotta to sit here. Yeah, there's a there's, there's yin and yang for everything. Mm-hmm. So, to sit here and be like, your divinity is just all good and all. That's not always going to be the case, you nope. know. Um, and it's the same with mine. Like, yoga you know, even in the yoga community, there's a lot of shadows. Now, let's know. get into yoga, because I've been dying to talk to you about this. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. First of all, when... Okay, first of all, let me tell you about me and yoga, honey. We don't... <laughs> honey, I tried to bend over the other day, honey, I fell, Okay. Fell into it, my mirror. saw it you should,
2: fall yesterday. You're a bitch. It should be easy for you, Rishon. It should be you can over.
3: get the fuck off
0: my podcast <laughs> right now. No, but I really want to know, like, how did you get in? I, I mean, we talked about the spirituality thing. Was it, like, synonymous? Like, did you get into yoga the same time you tried to, you know what I'm saying?
3: So it was the yoga first, and then it was everything else that came with it. You know, yoga is the physical practice of my spirituality. Mm. Um, it's the physical embodiment of, you know becoming balanced and learning how to deal with internal like struggles you know as, as it relates to my hamstrings being tight my quads being tight but it's a physical manifestation of a lot of the things that i need to work on mentally so um now i'm dealing with the mental aspect and it kind of turned into a whole other world of things from there so
1: hmm
0: So when you started doing yoga, um, you said it was the physical practice of your your divinity, essentially. Uh, And that's what uh, pretty much led you to go down the path that you are ultimately on right now. Do you feel as though people can reach that path without practicing yoga
2: because they may not be good at it? Not or I may be a little bit too fat, <laughs> like me.
0: Oh, I thought you were talking about me. <laughs> it was like again with the body shame. Here, we well, <laughs> Here we go. Well, I mean that, that that
3: oh, no. is that is a part of of um the progress. Like you, you know, whenever I first started, I was two hundred and thirty pounds, so I had to address um things about negative self talk,
0: mm-hmm. which
3: is a psychological thing. Looking right? at you,
0: Justin. Bitch. I'm looking
3: right at you, Justin. Or um, uh, body image issues that need to be addressed Mm -hmm. or whether it was comparing myself to others and their journey, whether it was um, like the frustration I felt because I was impatient because Mm -hmm. I couldn't do a handstand or a forearm handstand Mm -hmm. like everybody else could. So, yeah, we get in like there's a physical practice, but then there's like the underlying things that Not only with yoga, but probably show up in our job situation, Mm -hmm. how we handle our relationships, um, how we handle everything else in our life. First of all, read all of us. I'm just saying he's over here. We're all guilty. We're all guilty of it, and and so and and I would argue that pretty much everyone listening to this is guilty of in some capacity because we're human, man. We're We're human. human. You're human, and it's it's all a journey. That's a word. That's a word. And I do <laughs> want to say I think uh,
0: you know, I don't even remember what I was about to say. So let's let's wrap it. It was something about like we talking about healing is not easy. No, that's not what I was gonna say. I remember now. Sorry. When before we got on the air, I said to you that a podcast is like a snapshot of your your mental being and your spiritual being and also your physical being. Um it's a snapshot of that. And I think what you're doing. And what you explained to me as a podcast is going to be doing is going to be a continuous snapshot of where you are in that moment. And I'm so excited Mm -hmm. to listen and like actually be an active member, not active, but like a, what's the opposite of active? A uh, backseat. I just want to be in the. I'm to be in the car and listen to you drive. I want to be in the car and you're driving towards your divinity. I think that is amazing and beautiful to see. You want
2: to be um, an Uber tr- passenger? <laughs> yeah, divinity. Mama.
0: I want to be in the backseat.
3: I appreciate it
0: and I love to hear it. So we'll. I'm um, going to take a quick break and you know what? This week we're going to do something special and have our guest wrap it up with the millennial message.
3: Yes. Thank you, guys.
2: mm Hmm. Alright, and we are back With the Millennial message It is I, Justin um, If you don't know what the fuck time it is It's time for Us to impart a gem A life lesson Something for you to carry on with you For the rest of the week So you have to deal with your bullshit ass job The shitty ass pandemic And a fucking Cheeto that's sitting in the Oval Office So I'm gonna pass on my message to our special guest, Toby. And he's going to give y'all some fucking knowledge. Toby, take it away. All facts. Hey, beautiful people. Um yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, beautiful
3: people. Uh, thank you. Um, if you are struggling to find purpose, if you are struggling to find uh divinity within yourself, or uh, In the job that you're in, in the relationship that you're in, if you're struggling to find happiness, please just acknowledge that that happiness, that joy, that divinity, that purpose is within you. You just got to find it. You got to seek it. And you have to legitimately do the work to uncover what's already there. You may have some things that's hiding it. You may have some things that you probably need to forgive.
0: You better not be looking over here. (laughs) Like, I'm telling you that right
3: now. But it is there. (laughs) And if you take the time to do the work, if you take the time to uncover, um, ultimately, you'll be at peace and you'll you'll see what's already, it's already there. Um, If you need some help, there are people out there that will help you. There's uh, environments that you can, uh, that you can jump in. The yoga community, the spiritual community, just find your tribe. But everything that you need is already within you. Thanks for having me, guys.
1: That's on period. Oh thank uh. you
3: so much.
0: Y'all
1: will never Toby. give me that kind of energy when I give y'all a message
0: because your messages are always stupid. <laughs> 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 Listen, it's it's not, true. It's true. But Toby, I think I just not gonna speak for everybody. I want to thank you so fucking much for coming on to this yes. podcast. Fucking was, I'm humble. Thank you so much. <laughs> Listen, and again, I want you to let the people know how they find you on social media as well as your
3: uh, podcast. Um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Simply T90. You can check out the uh, podcast at Conscious Mess Pod. That's C-O-N-S-C-I-O-U-S-M-E-S-S-P-O-D. We're working out a schedule, but we drop in gems every other week, every three weeks. We're figuring it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> it's, but just, it's coming. It's, it's, it's so
0: it's when you gonna have us on the
3: show? I'm ready to have y'all on ASAP. Thank you for well, having me. You
0: know,
2: realistically. <laughs> it <laughs> could just be we'll, me. We'll,
1: um, but, but nobody gives the f- nope. You know what? Moving on. I'm here for peace yeah. and light. Yeah, bring
2: Rayshawn on so you can bring me. do spiritual work on he him. He needs it. Anyway, thank you,
0: Toby, <laughs> for being an uh, an invaluable part of the show. Is it Invalu- I valuable? I think it's valuable. I'll take Valuable that. is I'll the ta- word. No, I'll take as invaluable. Is invaluable. No, i will mean, priceless. Invaluable priceless. as then in you can't, you can't, yeah, you can't, you can't quantify how much it, it is. You yeah. could have just said priceless. Or invaluable because that's the right word. I'll take it.
1: Thank you, Toby. Uh, thank you. Uh, thanks, guys. Michael I appreciate
0: Wilson. it. Thank me.
2: Yes, 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 yes.
1: You said thank you?
2: Yeah. Bitch,
1: thank me.
0: Okay, so if you guys want to follow us, we changed our you No, we did.
1: It's is still the same for right now. Dommy. My Instagram is Dommy Shut Alexander. Dom. What is our Instagram? <laughs> I just our I Instagram you. and
2: Twitter is still the same right now. We're going to work through some things and talk about that because, um, yeah. So it's still a messy podcast. On all social medias, you can email us questions, comments, concerns at a messy podcast at gmail And if you are
0: subscribed on any of the listening platforms, please rate Leave a comment and all of the nice things. We prefer five stars, please. But if not,
2: <sighs> you know, give yourself. your true, honest opinion. If you don't fuck with us, go ahead and say
0: it. I will fuck with it too. Like I, would, I love negative. Like, well, I like criticism when it's based in actual criticism and yeah. not hate. But yeah.
1: So anywho, thank you guys for tuning in this week. We will see you guys next week. Love you. Love you guys. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. I say it in Ashanti.